the story took place on my birthday weekend. My birthday is October 25th and I end up celebrating on the weekend of Halloween every year. I decided last year for my birthday, my 23rd birthday, that there was a Halloween party that was going on um, at a local bar where I live. So this Halloween party is a huge thing um, in this area every year. Most people go to this place. Um, it gets insanely packed. Probably the most packed it is throughout the entire year is Halloween. So I decided to be like a sexy nurse and my man was a sexy doctor. And then my other couple friend who we're going to name them um, M and N. Okay, the girl, my best friend is M and her boyfriend who's also my friend is Ed. So M and N came with us and keep in mind his girlfriend, she is white when you look at her, but she's Italian Puerto Rican. She's 50-50 and same thing with my boyfriend. So they are of some sort of ethnicity, um, but when you look at them, they look white. Okay, it doesn't make sense. They're very fair skinned for being half Puerto Rican. So we're there for probably like the four of us for like two hours or so and it's potty break time. Now, I don't know what it is, but the boys line always goes so much faster than the girls line. Like the boys line is always moving and the girls line is always not. So my boyfriend and his brother go in the boys line, the men's line, and they're like moving. So we weren't standing next to each other in the line. I was with my friend M and her boyfriend N were standing, was standing kind of outside of where the two lines were waiting for us because he didn't have to use the restroom. So my boyfriend's in the bathroom at this point or very close to the bathroom and I'm still all the way at the end of the line. So like where I was standing, I could see the men's door, but I wasn't close to it. Like if I needed him, I would really have to, really, really have to yell. And even then he probably wouldn't hear me because of the music. So her and I, we weren't even talking at this point. We were just minding our business standing there because her and I both really had to use the restroom and we were both pretty agitated that the line was not moving. So again, me and Emma are just standing there waiting for this line to move. And I start hearing this like really loud man talking in the background. But like something about me is when I'm zoned out, I'm zoned out. If you don't say a D L or D, I'm probably not listening to anything you're saying. So I hear this man talking very loud, louder than anybody else at this point in time. And I'm just like, oh, here we go. One of those guys that like have to have the attention of the room, you know, you can't just be there and shut the fuck up. It's kind of how I felt. But I'm not really listening to what he's saying. So then he keeps getting louder and talking and talking. And at this point, like I'm getting kind of looks like people are kind of staring at me. So then I'm starting to think like, okay, I don't know why everyone's looking at me right now. And I doubt it's because of the outfit that I have on. So like, let me get in tune to really what's going on around me. So I hear him talking and I realize he's very much talking about me because he is talking about a black woman in the vicinity of him mind you him and i are probably two feet apart and where i live i am the only black woman but however where i live the town i live in <laughs> there are a lot of um i'm not gonna just say just white people but just a lot of non-people of color that live in this area and i'm fine so i've grown up around people who don't look like me but i do have people around me that do look like me meaning my color but the good portion of my friends or people around do not look like me and i'm fine with that I never feel uncomfortable about that because again i grew up like that um so obviously when he was talking about a black woman near him obviously i knew it was me like i don't it doesn't take rocket science to figure that out is my point so and then I'm like, okay, why the fuck is he talking about me? Like, 
either know this man, never seen this man, would never see him again. Like, why am I a topic? So then he continues going. And at this point, I just looked directly at him because he was clearly talking about me. So I made it clear I knew. Um, and I was now listening. So I looked at him and then he looks at me dead in my face and goes, it must really suck to wake up every day looking like you. So I was very much astonished because I didn't think that fast the conversation was going to go that left, you know? And again, I don't know what he was saying before that, clearly, because I wasn't fully listening. He was obviously talking about me, but I don't know how in depth he was going. And my friend, again, was not fully listening either because her and I were kind of on the same page of like, why are we sitting in this line? So she didn't know either. But kind of when I tuned into the conversation and looked at him, so did she. Um, so he's like, yeah, like it must suck every day to wake up looking like you. And I took me like five seconds to respond because usually I'm quick on my feet, but that threw me off because I was like, is he really talking about me being black? Like, is this really happening and where I am right now? Like, is this really about to go down? You know, because obviously that conversation wasn't going to go um, <laughs> well. So he says that and I pause and then I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, it must really suck to wake up every day looking like you, like black. And I'm just like, yeah, it must definitely suck to wake up every day looking like you. Like, you look like shit and you're racist as hell. So it must suck to wake up every day and have to look yourself in the mirror looking like that. So then, after I said that, I kind of blacked out. Um, at that point, I don't really fully know what he responded back to me. But he did make a very racist remark. And that's when I kind of blacked out. And at that point, I was angry, infuriated, hurt. Um, although I was with a person directly close to me that I love, I still felt very alone in that moment. Um, and the only thing that I could think of was getting my hands on him. And that's all I can imagine, like, just doing that. So my friend, she was, like, grabbing me, holding me back, like, D, don't do it. Calm down. Don't let this guy ruin your birthday weekend. Like, et cetera. Like, trying to keep me balanced and bring me back to earth that, like, this really is not worth it. And what you think you want to do and what you think will happen is just not worth it. So... I eventually slowly start listening to her but again this guy is still going still going still running his mouth but the guy's line is moving so he's getting further and further away from me so there's two people there's a lot of people in front of us but specifically there's two girls it's like they're definitely friends um they're both very pretty they're both caucasian or white from what from looks and then the girls in front of me like grabbed my hand and they're like it's not worth it like i'm so sorry he said that to you because they heard it from the beginning so before i even responded they were listening to it so they're like they literally one of the girls looked at me in my face and she's like i don't know you but you're very very gorgeous you know you're beautiful forget what he's saying not everyone in the world that looks like us is like him you know like there's a lot of people here that will support you and that know that's wrong but don't let this guy ruin your night and I was just like, okay, let's take a deep breath. So I was still infuriated. Like when I'm mad, I'm mad, okay? But yeah, so um, my friend makes me go into the bathroom. She doesn't use the bathroom. At this point, this guy still did not come out when I was still waiting in line, but she goes in and she's like, you go to the bathroom because she felt uncomfortable. You know, she had to go going into a stall and then something happens and I run out and you know. So she just wanted to make sure I was good. And also wanted to know where he was to keep him away from me. So. I'm using the bathroom and I hear a lot of commotion. So mind you, I really have to pee. So I'm like doing this fast, like fast. Get out there. And um, when I walk out there, I just see like a lot of people, like there wasn't two straight lines anymore. Like everyone was kind of everywhere. So I knew something happened. Um, and I get through the crowd 
and I see her, my friend M and her boyfriend N who looks very, very mad. And I don't see my boyfriend. I don't see his brother. I do see them too. So I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Um, my friend M comes up to me and she's like, you need to tell them. You need to tell them what happened. And I look and there's mad security officers. And right outside of the club, there's actual officers, like police officers. Um, so she's like, you need to tell them. Like, they're going to arrest N right now. Like, you have to tell him. And she's like crying. So I was just like, what happened? She's like, no, I don't have time. Like, you need to tell the security guards what took place because N is about to get arrested. So I just went up. I look at all the security officers. There's probably like 10 of them. And they were still trying to figure out what took place, um, clearly. And I see one of them who also, who was African-American and he was the only security officer there that was black. So I went up to him and I'm like, boom, boom, boom. Told him what happened, told him to change words, told him that this guy straight up racially targeted me. Um, and if anything took place after, it was my friend who defended me of what happened. So the um, security guard and his, you know, fellow people, companions were like, wait, what? And they were shocked. So then I was like, yes, like there's a bunch of people here that were in line that heard this guy. Like, yes, this happened. You can fact check me, but this guy is racist as hell. And I just got targeted because I was black. And he said X, Y, and Z and some things that I probably did not hear. But I was like, listen, like I'm just telling you guys right now, and I'm very calm right now. You need to get him out of here because if I see him, things are really going to go left very, very fast. So that's it. The security guard said, say less, took him out, threw him outside, boom. So then come to find out what took place while I was in the bathroom was as I walked in the bathroom, the guy walked out and N was, I'm sorry, M and N were then standing where N originally was waiting for us. And he saw that like she wasn't with me. So he was like, what's going on? And she was very upset because she was just kind of keep like keeping her cool because she shouldn't help me keep my cool. So she like explained to him the cliff notes of what happened. Like basically this guy did this, da, da, da. guy walks out and he and and is like, who, who's the guy? Who is this that did that to her? And she says, him, as he's walking past. So and turns him and pushes him and he's just like, so what did you say? What did you do to her? So keep in mind, people like this who do things like that. I feel like this guy saw me sitting around a bunch of people who don't look like me, a bunch of white people or non-people of color and felt like I was alone and didn't have anyone with me. Because um, again, I was not having a conversation with M when we were in line because we were both just over it. So probably thought I was alone. I didn't expect the people I was with to be white at all. So when a white guy comes up to him and says, what did you say to her? He was very much taken aback because he was probably like, who the fuck are you? And why are you asking me this? So he was just like, what? He's like, what did you say to her? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, what did you say? And took him by his collar that I wanted to grab through him. Went back over there, picked him up again, threw him again. Went back over there, picked him up again, threw him again. And then at the third rip throw, that's when the cops or the security officers saw it and broke it up. And that's when they just saw like my friend throwing this guy. Um, but they didn't know the backstory of it, which is why she was freaking out. So he obviously, without even knowing the full story of what happened, defended me. And then right after that, my boyfriend, who at this point was already out of the bathroom, who had no idea what was going on, saw you know and throwing him and that's when he came over like what happened where's d where's d and all this stuff so um everyone that i was with was very much upset um especially me but like even being them for them to experience 
something like that too to someone they love and care about I'm sure it could be traumatizing in itself because we hear stories but when you were there in the front line experiencing that um you know like it's it's different ended up night's over right after that so like probably a minute after that guy got thrown out um we all left and, and I was just so upset I was clear like obviously I was very upset that that happened I was crying because you know at the end of the day this was my birthday weekend. I was just trying to have a good time. I had some, you know, man think it was appropriate to start racially targeting me in front of at least 30 people who were in line waiting. Um, some of the people in line, like his friends, thought it was funny initially when that can never be funny to anyone, in my opinion. The, the, the simple fact of him just looking me in my face and saying it must really suck to wake up like that, like you every day, like I just can never forget that. I can never forget that and I'm comfortable in my skin I'm comfortable who I am I love who I am but it's still like it's just such a different experience when you are now living through things that you feel like shouldn't be happening or you're like but like what makes you so comfortable to really say that in front of so many people like what what gives you the audacity to feel that comfortable you know to say that to someone like did I look weak to you? Did I look like I should have been a target? Was my skin too dark for you? Like, just like what gives you the right, you know? The hurt that you feel when that happens can never change. And you don't have to be black to experience something like that. You could be any, 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 any race to experience an a racist encounter with any other race that you're not, period. At the end of the day, we didn't choose to be who we are. We were given this, but we were we did not choose it. And the fact that we we're being judged and targeted over something that we did not choose, one, and something that we cannot change is something that we would never change is disgusting. And it just says a lot about the person that's doing it. And I will say racism will always raise racism, but as a grown adult, you get to choose who you want to be.